Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about connections, international business, supply chains, and globalization, and their effects on our life, our work, and our travel over recent years. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Juan Vicente Sanchez, who's the CEO at Vector Conveyors in Valencia, Spain, and Juan Emilio Tudela, who is the business development consultant with the company Cellumation, which also also based in Valencia, Spain, or he is based in Valencia, Spain. So mm-hmm. both, both Juan's, uh, Juan B and Juan e, work in the world of materials handling, conveying and sorting. And they work at the edge of innovation in the sector with clients, customers across multiple sectors in manufacturing and distribution. Now, there's a very close connection between Vector Conveyors, which is a Spanish registered company, and Cellumation GmbH, which is a German registered company. And uh, Juan B and Juan e will explain this to us presently. So welcome, Juan Vicente. Hi, Patrick. Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, welcome also to Juan Emilio. Thanks very much, Patrick, and good afternoon. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, both of you, for being here with us today. So to to kick off, um, Juan, maybe I'll start with you. Could you give me a quick uh, overview of your career to date and uh, how did you get to be where you are today? Okay, so to be where I am today, I mean, it's like when we're talking about my working lifespan, like it extends like more than, yeah, dangerously going to 25 years. So I rather stick to 20 years. But uh, today, <laughs> you, don't, you don't look old enough. You don't look old enough for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it doesn't look old. But you know, when you do the calculations, you know that the, the things don't lie. So the thing is that uh, uh, today to 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 be as a consultant for new business development for Cellumation, uh, it is just like you know, Cellumation got in touch with me, and because they wanted to to do the business development in in America. So they trust my capabilities because I was, I mean, I've always been working with, with the South America uh, in business development. So actually the, the, the energy flow really, really good. And, uh, you know, that was so easy that I decided to, to start where I was, where I was working and just joined the team. And since then, like I'm working as a consultant for them. I'm also self-employed. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, three months that I'm working with them and it's just all going great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Excellent. That's, so that's a bit my story for the last three months. Okay. And, uh, and Kwambi, so you're, you're, the, you're the CEO of um, Vector Conveyor. So what's, what's the overview of your career and how did you come to be CEO of this, of this company? Okay, we are we are in this company in 2017, but really we have a lot of experience in the, in the world of the industry, but not in the manufacturer, the, the complete line, conveyors and sorting lines. We began in uh, in the past with uh, with our with my partners here in Econ that uh, our beginning was that. Uh, to sell replacement in the industry of the conveyors, uh, to sell uh, PVC belts, modular belts, and industrial chain, and other things. But the step by step, uh, our customers is the, is 
is asking us for the conveyors and we arranged this company uh, in 2017 and, and finally uh, we grow step by step in Beacon and actually we can uh, automatize all different types of process that uh, the industry uh, of the logistic and automotive uh, food and here. And what, and what kind of what kind of customers does uh, Beacon? You you say Beacon, so vector conveyors is Beacon. Yes, and, sorry. Yeah, so that so that so that company. Uh, what what kind of customers do you have, and what what sectors, and what kind of businesses are they in? Yeah, but when we began to to go to the market, to be honest, was the the main pro, the way the main industry was a food industry. But it was thanks to Phenomation that introduced to the logistics market. Okay. And actually, 90% of our manufacturing is for a logistic, and the other is automotive and food industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, uh, Juan, in your uh, role now as a, as an independent or autonomous uh, consultant, mm -hmm. what what's, mm -hmm. what what's your role? What's your responsibilities, and what are you doing day to day? Well, uh, uh, um, as as I said as I said before, uh, when Celomation got in touch with me, you know the aim was to 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 uh, establish and and get to know the their technology in the south american markets so uh, you know as i've always been doing business development so they just told me if i could do it so i did and uh, basically my daily duties is 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 like contacting people like being very active on 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 social media uh, making presentations, uh, show, um, show business cases, show success cases, uh, and again, the same day, being very active, do the follow-up, and being really consistent and being really persistent into, into uh, what I like to say, like making the Thelomation technology democratic to everybody. And... Uh, and uh, how to say that and that everybody at least has the 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 chance to get to know to this new technology mm -hmm. you know because everything when when it's new you really need to trust it because uh, i mean sometimes you uh, many people like to stick to the to the old systems so bringing something new either you like it either you, i mean they make you uh, do a step back so uh, um actually trying to 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 change this over and uh, and you know really bring bring cellumation technology uh really strong into the south american market and it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort but you know i think we're in the right way mm -hmm. so Juanbi, what is the connection and the relationship between beacon or vector conveyors on the one hand which is a spanish company and Salumation GmbH, which is a German company. So what's what's the connection between those two? Okay, uh, our connection is, uh, is uh, for a long time, it's seven years ago. Uh, we are looking for a new technology in, uh, in, in internet, in YouTube, I remember. 
that mm-hmm. at the I can uh, I can see a new technology in uh, one video and it was uh, for a uh, filmation and uh, I wrote uh, several emails to, to to Claudio that now is my partner and uh, finally we we went to to Bremen to to new uh, the people of of filmation uh, and finally. Uh, now, currently, we are a shareholders from uh, Therumation. That is very strange because it's, it's something that we are not looking for uh, uh, to do this role in Therumation. I, I just want to be a distributor here in Spain to this new technology. But uh, really, we have a big confidence with this technology. And finally, we can invest in this company. And, and this is our, uh, our uh, main uh, relations. With uh, Okay, so in in effect, um, Vector Conveyors, the Spanish company, has invested in and part owns the German company called Salumation. Is that correct? Exactly, it's correct. That is strange. Sounds strange because normally it's the German company invests in some companies in uh, Spain or other countries, but now is a is to the other way. Is <laughs> the other way around? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it's, 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 sometimes it I, happens that way. That is it. But really, we are very happy because I know that we are uh, mm-hmm. a good technology. Uh, uh, one can explain better than me that uh, what is the technology mm-hmm. that we use. But really, we are very happy to, to do this relationship with the uh, people of the mission. And at the same time, I'm very happy to, to, to help to the people of the mission because the people of the mission is uh, people that is developing software and uh, students. But they have not an experience in the industry that we have here in Spain. Okay, and I think that we have a good team and to develop software and uh, for our side, develop new projects, uh, new markets. And really, I'm very happy with the relation. Mm-hmm. And Juan, what's, what's unique about the cellulation technology and what can you do with it? that is difficult or impossible to do with the older, the conventional technology? Well, actually, uh, um, telemation, like, I mean, what is unique? It's that it's, it's, it's a modular compact system and it's working, uh, it's, it's software-based, which is not like uh, the, the old systems that are more like in EO uh, signal-based. And uh, they work omnidirectional, you know. They work with the uh, three wheels in a kind of a hexagonal uh, cell that, that it's like a it's like a heath, and uh, and it's also working on on continuously flow. So for distribution centers, for sorting, for intra logistics. It really, it really uh, helps us. Um, how to say? How to say? How to say that? Um, you really get all parcels tracked. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for 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 most of our equipments, we are also using like like a vision system that really keeps track of every parcel. You know, that is going through the the, the material flow, and uh, it reacts. 
So actually, when we say that we are doing the smart equipment, it's because we are doing, we are manufacturing the smart equipment. We've got, we've got one, uh, one equipment that can do everything that is needed at the moment in, uh, in, uh, in the entire logistic in, uh, industry. So what we say also is like a one equipment makes all because it's the hardware that does not change. It's it's the software. It's like they say, like the 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 mind of the of the machine that changes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something that 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 wasn't that wasn't present in the market before. So uh, um, these, uh, you know, our machines are really. I mean, I think they they what I what I always say is that they know what they're doing. You know, our machines know what they're doing, like in a continuous flow, like a lot of materials, a lot of parcels, and that you can keep track of everything, like doing a lot of movements, like rotating, diverting, turning, things that needed a really, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a, a big area or a big surface to do all that. Now it can all be done in, in a very small area and can do a lot of things, you know, when going into palletizing, depalletizing, diverting, um, rotating, singulating, which is essential into the uh, in distribution centers and, and sorting lines. So it really can do all. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is what is unique. Like it, it's not, you don't really need to have so many equipments doing, you know, one thing at a time. So you can actually program our equipment to do a lot of things in a really, you know, a small area and keep track of every parcel, you know, at the same time. So it's a lot of things into the same hardware and based on, on the best software available in the market. So that is what is unique. Like it's really a breakthrough, it's a technological breakthrough. Excellent. So um, Juan B, what, what further developments are underway in, in the business uh, in, your, in your sector, whether it be uh, conveying or sorting or, or transporting in, in intra, intra logistics that you know, we might see becoming mainstream in the, in the coming years? Mm, really, I think that the, 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 the robotic sorting is one of the, of the, of the process that uh, the people want to invest more. And uh, I think this is the, 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 the process that the, the equipment can uh, grow because the, the autonomous robots uh, in the future uh, will be, I think that the, the, the best option to be flexible and scalable, okay? And this is one of the things that I think that is really, really uh, explode in the in the in the next years. And now is a is a is a really, but I think that in the next years, uh, it's a lot of uh, different companies uh, working with this type of uh, robotic sorting. And I think it was uh, the best uh, option for the future. And then uh, other of the things that we can that uh, I think that. Uh, we can grow is a, a, a software. Software always is growing step by step, and uh, it's a lot of people of different companies developing software for different things. But in our case, for example, we are developing software for tracking, 
Um, uh, this means that uh, we are manufacturers for sorting lines and we know how, how the difficulties to track the parcel that if in the middle of the line of the sorting, the parcel is stopped for something for or someone, or maybe <laughs> having something that is not a, is not a, that you are having. And then uh, all the line is necessary to stop and to restart. And this is a uh, several times that you need a, a lot, a, a lot of waste time. Okay. And now we are working on this type of software that to, to have a real tracking of the of the box of the of the item uh, in in every second that we need to know where is the parcel For, because to this way we can uh, we can do best the process and uh, we want to avoid the, the the stop of the lines and maybe we can the, to go down the speed of the line and then without any type of restart, the line can be uh, growing the speed all the time and uh, uh -huh. finally to do the, the correct or the right sorting. Okay, and, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, and Juan, you, you spend quite a lot of time um, talking mm -hmm. to customers and prospects around the place. So what trends are you seeing among customers with regard to their policies for investing in mechanization and automation? And how is the labor market in this kind of post-COVID world influencing their thinking on this? Well, you know, like I can I can bring my experience into what I'm seeing nowadays in in, in the South American market, uh, mainly Brazil market. Brazil market uh, for for distribution centers and and, and e-commerce, uh, for instance. Is is growing exponentially. Also, because I mean, there's been there's been like a, a company that is only uh, like uh, twenty years uh, that is called Mercado Libre, which is the biggest e-commerce platform in South America. So, uh, I think Mercado Libre is has really led the way, and uh, there is a, a a lot of appetite. Um, for the automation due to the success of that e-commerce platform. And um, at the same time, is uh, what we are always saying here, there's a, there's, a, there's a labor shortage all over, I think that the same thing as in Europe, that makes that uh, uh, logistic companies are trying to, to automate a lot of their processes. So... Uh, in America, there is no uh, no exception to to there is it is no exception to to that. And uh, is actually investing uh, quite a lot of money in bringing their processes up to date. Of course, they are a, a, a couple of steps back from the automation levels here in Europe, but they are really pushing. And uh, really, you know, out of out of five, six uh, interviews that I'm holding every week, like for example in in Brazil, two or three are from from uh, logistics consultant firms that uh, are really uh, deep into big projects. 
actually automation uh, is just like uh, uh, sorting lines, distribution centers, like making making the warehousing more efficient, like uh, warehousing systems, um, you know, bigger distribution line because the e-commerce is booming. And, you know, for example, like for, for what Juanbi was saying, that is like, Keeping the track like 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 really excellent in keeping the the tracking for their pulses. Maybe they are not yet at at, at this stage, but they are really they are really uh, they are really picking up. And uh, in terms of automation, uh, Brazil is leading the way. And uh, but there is a lot of countries like Chile, Argentina, Colombia, Peru. They are really investing quite a lot of money in 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 bringing the processes up to date. Interesting. Um, what mm -hmm. I might do now is uh, change direction slightly. So rather than ask you about business and business development, maybe ask you a little bit about your own uh, personal and professional development. So this question goes to you, uh, uh, Juanbi. What would you say is the most important? life lesson that you have learned and that has stood to you throughout your career? Okay, Patrick, I think that uh, for reasons, uh, I think uh, that personal reason that the, the, the my late motive more or less is a never give up, okay? And uh, uh, you always need to, to, to go ahead because uh, the, the, the life is not easier, you know, and uh, during my last 30 years, I think that uh, I changed my, my business uh, direction, my business way uh, a lot of times, sometimes because uh, I'm wrong, sometimes because I need to change for other things, other questions, but uh, really never give up, okay, and I think that is the best uh, the best thing that one person can do, uh, never give up, repeat. Excellent. And uh, Juane, you're, you're success. Juane, you're still with us, are you? I'm with you. Yeah, still I, with I, us. I, I, yeah <laughs> I've got to say that I was I was sitting at my terrace here at home and because it was, uh, was nice and warm and just like the, from 10 minutes up to now, you know, I think the temperature dropped like by five degrees. So actually, I was putting on my sweater because I was getting cold in here. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you. So, um, you you know, you've been uh, successful in your in your professional life, but as we know, success is not a straight line, and everybody faces mm -hmm. uh, setbacks in their in their work and in their life. So, mm -hmm. how do you approach uh, setbacks? Uh, what do you do? What What do you think, or what do you say to yourself to get yourself back on track? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's interesting because uh, uh, you know this, this is a question that that uh, I just I'm just able to to answer. From I think uh, really um, not really a long time ago, um, I think it's like seeing seeing your life like with a perspective, and uh, you know because sometimes you see yourself where you are coming from or where you wanna go, and uh, and keeping distance from the 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 day to day, it's sometimes difficult. 
So uh, uh, that's why you know you 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 tend to overreact to to things. Uh, for example, when, when there is something sad, or or there is something, or there is something that that you may you may get uh, too excited about, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, like rea- overreacting is very easy. So you know, to keep to to keep yourself like normal and being able to 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 think really in in where where you are, like I think perspective is the key. And uh, that's the sentence uh, uh, that, that that is in English. There's I don't think there is a really a real translation into Spanish, but in English, like it's never too high, never too low. Like I just heard it. Like it's 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 like a very stoic uh, uh, sentence. You 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 never have to you never have to go over excited for for things when when they are good or overreact when things are bad. You know, Buddha, just like the Buddha, uh, the Buddha spoke about the middle way. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's like you know, you know, keeping it calm, keeping it chill. You know, and and just work for 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 what you want, and see where you've come from, and see what you have achieved, and see how you've been doing. And surely there there's never been anything okay with overreacting to things. So that is, I think, that is my 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 way of doing. Excellent. But as I said, that's due to perspective. Because actually, I, I stumbled and I've fallen so many times. But now <laughs> I think I can say it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. That is the thing. Uh, and um, uh, Juanbi, what do you like to do outside of work in your spare time? I think you're on. You're on. You might be on mute. You're on. You're on mute. No problem. All right. Okay. Uh, but uh, really now I have the opportunity to to mix uh, the, one of the my of, of two of my passion. That is, one of my passion is the mountain. I'm living in the inside of Alicante in England, and uh, we are uh, around of a lot of different mountains to to walk. And my other passion is run. And uh, to this way I can. Uh, I can do try running as a running from the mountains and really is, uh, I, I enjoy this hobby and uh, in fact uh, Juan and, and I we have a team that we will run together uh, in some uh, in some race and really is a good uh, opportunity to, to talk about uh, life to talk about other things and discuss mm. too about uh, work about uh, always yeah. I, I enjoy I'm fun at the same time excellent and maybe maybe the next time I visit you maybe you'll take me running in the mountains as well yeah yeah sure. more than invited <laughs> really. so uh, uh, Juane are you currently reading or listening to anything inspiring at the moment that you'd recommend to listeners well actually uh, um, or recently that's about maybe yeah my, yeah, I, I was talking about the uh, never, never too low, never too high, and actually, I, I wanted to read the the, uh, the book of Tom Wolfe's book, uh, the Bonfire of the Vanities, and uh, ten pages later, I realized that I already read it a long time ago, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it again because I mean, Tom Wolfe is a, is a, what is was a what was the writer. title? What was the title again? 
the bonfire of the vanities. Oh, the bonfire of the vanities. Fire of the vanities. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And uh, actually, uh, uh, you know, for the main character, it, I mean, it happens exactly the same. Like you can never put yourself like too high or too low, you know, just put yourself in the middle and, you know, have a, like really a, a good distance between all that. Because, you know, the main character just was on the top and then it fell off, you know, straight to the ground. And uh, I you know, but it is just coincidence. It's just a coincidence, but it's a, it's a, it's a great book, you know. Excellent. Excellent. Well, many thanks, uh, Juan Vicente and Juan mm -hmm. for being here with us today. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's uh, thanks very much, Patrick, and uh, good to be here on Interlinks. Excellent. Uh, Thank thanks you. also. Thanks also to our listeners uh, for tuning mm -hmm. in again today, and be aware that if you enjoyed this episode, you can find the full series of nearly one hundred and forty episodes of Interlinks. Mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Acast, and other major podcast platforms. So until next time, keep well and stay safe.